0: All right, welcome to Old School, Cenk Uger, Bam Manko's with you guys. Um, so i uh, have got a great episode for you guys, or several episodes. Uh, uh, we'll talk more coronavirus etiquette, uh, right things, wrong things to do, and sometimes it's uh, 180 degrees different than what would have been the case just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, of course, as always, Old School brought to you by the thugs at shoptyt.com. They've got a new shirt out that they're making me wear. It's Ben I love this quarantined with TYT mm. in the middle. And the reason Ben don't like it is because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I'm kidding that he'll like it. He won't because the TYT doesn't it doesn't really spell quarantine. Oh,
1: go up a little let me see it again. Let me see it again. I ain't get a Can good enough a one. Shot skip? Yeah. Yeah, like no. No, the 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 T Y like the no. No, there's no it doesn't okay. make sense. And by the way, but what would be great is if you lost the U and it was quarantined.
0: No, no, it's already happened. So, right. Oh,
1: right, of course. Okay, so, good. first
0: of all, I love this shirt. It's already got, I, I. folks already started talking about it. It's got good buzz. It's got good buzz. Okay. There's one thing I, I know shirts better than anyone else. <laughs> and this was shirts uh, selling like hotcakes. I have no idea if we sold a single one, shoptyt.com. Anyway, but people like quarantine shirts overall. It's got TYT in it, etc. But it's already in the graphics of TYT. So I saw online, right, where it was being like, oh, nice little subtle putting in the Quran there. <laughs> uh, and if you notice, there's one other word in there, OK? Let's we'll show it one more time. Mm-hmm. Quran, then TYT, then Ned, as in Ned Stark. And you know what happens to him.
1: Aha! I literally thought you were gonna say Ned Lamont.
0: <laughs> and he pretended to be progressive when he was fighting against Joe Lieberman, but he's been a mediocre governor since. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people were going to Ned Lamont.
1: <laughs> I went right there, instantly. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, there are a lot of Connecticut aficionados here, Connecticut politics. Actually, the, there is one guy watching who's like, and his name is Michael Shore, who's like, who the hell's Ned Stark? But you had me at <laughs> Ned <laughs> <and> Lamont.
1: <laughs> right, it's Ned Stark, totally, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, but that's actually part of the reason why uh, I can't ever run for office again. I'm like... I did so poorly that they didn't have to bother bringing it up, but, like, I'm against religion. Oh,
1: right, you, yeah.
0: Right, and, like, it, as I was running, like, you get a sense even more when you're running for a political office how religious most people are.
1: Yeah.
0: First places you gotta go are churches, temples, mosques, etc., uh, and... Like the Muslim American leaders up there, they, they were supportive overall, right? Because I agree with them on policy, foreign policy, et cetera, generally speaking. Um, but uh, were, one of them was like, I've heard what you've said about Islam. Mm, but okay, all right. You know, all right, what am I going to do? Okay. Um, and, you know, when you start talking about the sky god, that is not good for electoral politics.
1: No, no, it isn't. I uh, I had a, I, yesterday my daughter uh, on Easter. By the way, when did Easter Monday become a thing? Like, I, I got it. Was well, that sure a thing? I, it's like in my calendar, Easter Monday. And then and, and my wife said, I don't know if it's true, but she said it's like Greek Greek Orthodox or something. I, I don't know. Oh,
0: no, no way. I'll tell you right now who came up with that. Hallmark.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. But it yeah. just seemed like I, it was one of those things, again, like walk off single like uh, it, all of a sudden everybody started using it like we've been saying it for years. It drives me <laughs> crazy when those things happen. I'm like, Easter Monday? Like, well, Is there an Easter Tuesday? Like, I, I, like I, thought, I really thought it ended on Sunday.
0: No, no, there, there are real things like Boxing Day or Boxer Day or whatever those folks uh, yeah. up in Canada do, right? Uh, but Easter Monday, like literally the first time i ever heard of it. And I guarantee you it was some executive at Hallmark who was like, how do we move product Or nowadays? Hallmark's kind of an old reference. Nowadays it's Amazon, right? Some VP of holiday development at Amazon who was like, Look, we need to get people in, into the mind of thinking Easter Sunday, sure, you go to church, okay? But really, how much does that help the economy? That's Easter right. Monday is when you do cyber shopping.
1: (laughs) So there's obviously an answer for this. No one has ever, you didn't hear about it until I mentioned it. I didn't hear about it until this morning. So So let me preface this by saying, obviously I'm speaking from a point of ignorance and I mean no disrespect to the people who celebrate Easter Monday. But so you type in Easter Monday on Google and it comes up Monday, April 13th, Easter Monday, 2020 in the United States, the United States. So then the first question, people also ask, why is Easter Monday a holiday? To which I think we would both answer, it is not a holiday. <laughs> um, but I don't know. And if, yes, I'm, and, and if I'm, if I'm insulting someone, I immediately apologize. So is why is Easter Monday a holiday? Here's the answer: It's Easter Monday, the last day of the holiday celebrations before work starts again. Yesterday was perhaps the biggest day in the Christian calendar when churchgoers celebrate Christ's resurrection. It has a religious significance because it's the day after Christ after the day after Christians believe the Messiah returned to Earth. So, so like all of a sudden the day after is significant. Wouldn't the most significant day be, uh, I mean, it has religious significance because it's the day after Christians believe the Messiah returned to earth. I mean, what about a week later? It's still, I mean, it's still an amazing thing. The Messiah returning to earth. I don't think you should stop celebrating it on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, no, it's funny because my kids and I, uh, also invented a holiday the other day. Uh, I was kidding around with them about how uh, we were going to make it Christmas for an hour. Uh, That uh, joke turned into a disaster when they demanded presents. Um, I was just thinking of playing Christmas songs. Uh, But they were like, toys, 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 toys. Anyway, somehow we wound up in the conversation with Christmas Eve Eve. So that's the eve before Christmas Eve. 23rd. Yeah, the 23rd. And they're like... Yeah, that makes sense. You should open some of the presents on the 23rd, Christmas Eve, Eve, then the rest on Christmas Eve, and then the final one from Santa on Christmas morning. And before I know it, we're knee deep in negotiations, and all of a sudden we're opening up one present because of a compromise that Joe Biden and I worked out. (laughs) <laughs> on christmas eve eve a thing that did not exist until two days ago
1: no the that's kids exactly
0: t- how easter monday happened
1: the kids took hostages
0: and you blinked that's and look biden i didn't even want to do a deal biden called uh, <laughs> joy in the middle of the negotiation was like you got a deal christmas you gotta, eve one present, one present only
1: you gotta give him something you gotta give him something it's uh it's the slow creep right uh of uh uh, of again, of just sort of rewarding ourselves for nothing. I've told this story before, but uh, you know, when you and I uh, went to uh, high school, uh, junior high, uh, grade school, up through college, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, if you were close to home and you were away at college, you you came home. If it was, uh, if you were in high school or you know, it's our favorite holiday because there're no presents, but you hang out with your family, you hang out with your friends, you you play a little football, you watch football, and it's four days, and it's the end of the week, so it's different. It feels different than a three-day weekend, right? and, uh, and it would kind of start on Wednesday because you would have uh, a half day of school and you would go home early when you were living at home uh, on Wednesday. And in fact, at college, you would go home Wednesday and it was tricky because it was hard to get a flight Wednesday. It's this incredibly busy travel day. So sometimes you'd sneak out on Tuesday night and maybe you'd miss a class in the morning Wednesday, but they kind of knew if you were away at college and, but it was a half day at school for elementary school right through high school. Well, you know, I got a lot of friends now work in academia. And, uh, so eventually because of that busy travel day, they started uh, giving kids just Wednesday off and they would have the half day Tuesday so they could fly out on Tuesday. It seems like a weak move, but okay. All right. Right. You want to ease the two given couple days to travel. And then it was like, well, if they're leave a the half day Tuesday, then, I mean, it's hard to argue. Kids are just cutting out for the weekend. So they gave him Monday, which means the weekend, which means that the, you get Thanksgiving week off. That's yeah. it. You're done Friday of the week before. That's insane.
0: Yeah. No, Ben, this is why the Chinese are winning. <laughs> okay. We're not we're not winning with Thanksgiving. We've made it too long. Um, look, this is why I was dead set against Passover Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I believe it's called Seder Tuesday. But okay. That's all right. You're not Jewish. So, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Got you. All right. Um, so, <laughs> look, that Amazon executive, after he came up with uh, Easter Monday and Bezos gave him a raise, uh, <laughs> they then went back and was like, all right, dude, like, we can't just invent it. I mean, we already did Cyber Friday, they're going to be on to us soon. They then might have gone back and like rifle through things. What did the Bhagavad Gita say about Easter Monday? What can we do here? And then they stumble, Oh, no, the Greek Orthodox. When in trouble, always say no, 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 the Greek Orthodox actually celebrated on a different day. To be fair to them, it's true, the Greek Orthodox did do most of their cyber shopping on the Monday after Easter.
1: By the way, I don't want this Greek Orthodox thing. That came from my wife. That has apparently no significance whatsoever. But I love her for just coming up with an answer, which is exactly the kind of thing she learned from her husband. Um, I'm just going to give you an answer. I I don't know. I'm just
0: going to say something, though. Can I just say... I instantly believe it. Of course,
1: it. yeah, totally. That's right. But I'm looking it up and they don't even, there's not even a great explanation on Google. I mean, many Christians, you know, who celebrates Easter Monday? Many Christians around the world celebrate Easter Monday as a day of rest, particularly in countries where the day is a public holiday. I still haven't seen that country. It is a day for many to enjoy the time outdoors in countries such as Australia and Canada, Easter parades. In, yeah. in, and then here's, is Easter Monday a public holiday? I mean, No. And it goes, banks will be open on Easter Monday because Easter Monday is not a bank holiday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, outside of the Quran, TYT, Ned that we're under right now, uh, <laughs> banks will be open on Mondays because so will everything else. Totally. What a gratuitous thing to say. And by the way, also on Easter Monday, McDonald's open. And- right, uh- and I can't
1: ladies. believe McDonald's is open on Easter Monday. I mean, it is just the disrespect. Now, I mean, by the way, and if there are people who are like, yeah, yesterday I had to go to church, long time at church, you got to <sighs> deal with the family. And it's actually kind of stressful on Easter because it's a big holiday and it's obviously a crucially important holiday to Christians, to many Christians. And then so so if they were like, yeah, so I'm taking Monday off, I'd be like, oh, God yeah, bless okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. I have at it. Terrific. Yeah. Good for
0: you. It's like when you come back from vacation and you need a date off.
1: Yeah, obviously. Like,
0: yeah. All, your wife made you go snorkeling too much. You got sunburn. The trip back was a disaster. You stayed too long. Way over in of-
1: Phoenix. Right. Come on.
0: Yeah. yeah, That's called vacation Monday. Everybody knows that. Right. Exactly. Uh,
1: but you can't, but on vacation Monday, you can't go, I can't believe the banks are open. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: But but vacation Monday is historically when Australians go out to celebrate the outdoors. <laughs> totally. Everyone knows that. Uh, but so but uh, I wish I had a guess ahead of time. I partially did. You sort of heard me earlier. But if you asked me, like when you said when I look up Easter Monday, my two guesses would have been what Lee said, because she planted the thought in my head, but also because it's always the Greek Orthodox. Uh, you look up Easter Monday. Option one is Greek Orthodox. Option two is Canada.
1: That's right. That's right. right. They're and both right. It, turns so, out,
0: it is and Canada. And God the bless them. love yeah. the outdoors, but only on Easter Monday.
1: Yeah. They just, they were, it's like they were onto something with Boxing Day and they're like, let's just take the day off after every other holiday. Yeah. You let's, know? Just
0: pick, let's just pick another day and yeah. make it like a better day than the Americans so yeah. they'll be even more jealous of us. And then we'll have a government that's like way kinder. And, and cost less, and even covers people's health care. and then they'll blame everything on us.
1: Did you see that, uh, I'm sure you did, uh, um, that five-minute uh, video message from uh, Boris Johnson?
0: No, actually I didn't, I didn't see it.
1: It's, uh, he's sitting there and he, I mean, he, he looks well, and it is a, a five-minute message uh, thanking the NHS.
0: Oh yeah, I, I read about it.
1: Yeah. For saving him and the doctrine but not just saving it, but like calling for a salute to, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, the 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 greatest thing we have, the 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 most wonderful thing, the you know, we gotta thank everybody for having it. We gotta we're all gonna come together to protect ourselves, to protect the NHS. I mean, it was just a I mean, again, it was the kind of speech that had Bernie Sanders been the president. And had gotten sick and had recovered, he would have said, "If we'd had universal health care, like you know, I'm better because of universal health care." And I know that the many rest. It was just, I mean, and it's a reminder that even for someone who is extremely conservative, who gets compared to Trump, who was nonchalant about this disease, like uh, as the president was and was a cavalier about it, and went around shaking hands. That's probably not how he contracted it because he came down with symptoms so much later. Um, shaking hands with coronavirus patients, um, th- that they still, I mean, even when the, when he their budget right after he got the, you know, he wins the election, he break, he, they campaigned on a, a significant increase to the NHS. And I know the Brits will call me and tell me they've, they've stripped from it and all that I'm sure is true. But conservatives in the UK just come at all this with a completely different perspective. I mean it's just universal yeah. it is ironically universally accepted that the government is going to pay for almost all health care if not all
0: did he record that speech yesterday or on easter monday
1: <laughs> it felt like it was it was somber so i it was probably easter monday
0: yeah okay got you um so uh no but it's not ironic ben uh, it it's just for a second on policy yeah any country that has universal health care it's universally beloved and no politician, no matter how right-wing they are, would be insane enough to try to overturn it. And so Boris Johnson, very right-wing within the context of the UK. And instead of trying to say, hey, let's uh, get rid of, uh, in their case, it's not just public health insurance, it's actually public health care. So much, much, it goes way further uh, than uh, Medicare for All or Easter Monday. Uh, It's like Easter week. That's how. And that's what the NHS is, and uh, and they love it. And and then you have your right wing singing the praises of it, et cetera, because it saves people's lives and it costs less. And 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 Boris Johnson's conservative, so uh, conservatives have the trait of if it happens to you, I couldn't care less. If it happens to me, whoa, what the? Oh my God, NHS saved my life. Did you guys know that? Yeah, that's why it's so popular.
1: Um. So you, I think that uh, you know, leaving out the 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 actual the the presidential politics of it that the the key now that there has never been a better time uh to make the argument for for medicare for all than now because so many people see it and will feel it and you know will have spent whether they didn't have insurance that there'll be treatments that might bankrupt them um and if they do have insurance they still have to will have to pay significant deductibles and of course there will be problems, long-term problems for many people related to the recovery from COVID-19, uh, that I imagine will not be covered under any act of Congress that included coverage for this. And I I don't specifically know how much the the federal budget is willing to absorb to pay for people with, uh, COVID-19, but, uh, but obviously you know every sane person would think you can't leave people out on the streets if for no other reason even if you don't care about them that uh, that they then pose a danger to the rest of us so there is no greater argument to be made now and you could see it in that last bernie biden debate where you had these two guys saying no we should cover everything related to this everything and, and of course the argument to made to biden and it was a, it was sort of a, a, a impossible political argument to make at the time nor do i even think it would have been terribly effective but long term it is effective why are you gonna? Why are you willing to 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 pay for somebody to be treated for this? But but if they get cancer or heart disease, you're not willing to pay for it. I mean, it's a uh, the argument makes no sense.
0: Well, that's what I uh, said in about a thousand tweets uh, over the last several weeks, uh, all the way.
1: Through- I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't follow you, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Uh, But uh, it's a good thing, though, the media then picked that up, of course, and held Joe Biden and Donald Trump's feet to the fire about Medicare for All, and the obvious uh, hypocrisy of covering uh, people who are sick because of the coronavirus, but not covering people who are sick with life-threatening illnesses in other circumstances, oh, right they did not do that.
1: Well, I mean, you know, this is where we're going to part company. Of course they didn't. Many didn't. You're right. And first of all, you're definitely right. But I mean, there are tons of stories about that in general. And, uh, um, but it's never been more clear, especially, I mean, there's a whole host of it because of the, the nonsense of arguing that somebody should be covered for COVID-19, but obviously, but then if they get sick, if we get out of this mess and, and, and then in 2021, they get sick with something terrible else that it's okay to have a, a medical bill that would bankrupt them or that they'll be too afraid to go to the hospital to treat. So it's not only that argument, but it's the fact of what we were just talking about with the UK is that countries around the world will deal with this, uh, will deal with it effectively and it won't bankrupt anybody Uh, when there is a, uh, when, when they're automatically, uh, covered with either medical with either insurance or because the, the like the, uh, like the NHS or that, that actually takes care of them.
0: So look, I don't want to get too deep into politics or policy, but, uh, uh, it's also, the other point that you could make is, uh, Medicare for all, how are you gonna pay for that? We heard that uh, literally dozens of times in the debates. Uh, and then when we needed money for Fortune 500 companies who might not survive the stock market crash, all of a sudden, $6.2 trillion, yeah. out of nowhere, turns out, had it in our back. Oh, I knew I was forgetting to look somewhere. I looked under the couch, <laughs> and there was a the $6.2 trillion. And so, yes, it also went to small businesses. Yes, it went a little bit to individuals, but the overwhelming lion's share is going to giant multinational corporations, and they found that money super quick. Well, Uh, yeah,
1: but they won't be able to spend it anywhere they want because we'll be able, there'll be the oversight where we'll be able to track that money. (laughs) Right. That, to me, it's almost the biggest story in this whole thing, like that, to me, because some of the other stuff you just sort of expect, and and you can make the argument, uh, again, I'm not, you're right, everything you just said is 100% true. But the reason that we get away with it in part is because what we're conditioned to and we'll say, oh my God, if we don't bail out these com- com- companies, then the economy will collapse and that'll devastate everybody. And that argument is a effective political argument to many, right? It works, it, it's ingrained in the way we think. Um, so whatever, so you go ahead and make that argument, but you can't then all, uh, you know. I, well, anyway, I largely agree with you, but that's why that works politically
0: as an argument. Yeah, so we're gonna run out of time. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, real quick. I'm sorry. I just,
1: but you cannot, you cannot, in good conscience, say that we're giving this money and we're not gonna follow what they do with it. I mean, that's it's our money. It's our money. That should to the same people who buy the stock market, keep the companies alive. Argument. They should be as interested in protecting our investment in those companies, and then we just like, no, we're just gonna let them do whatever they want. Steve Mnuchin and Kushner got it. Don't worry.
0: So we're, we're basically out of time on this episode, but if you're watching, you're a member, just keep on watching, obviously. And for those of you who are watching on our different platforms, we'll discuss coronavirus etiquette in the next episode that we have, tyt.com slash join to get uh, all of old school. Uh, and part of the etiquette we'll discuss is how many times is Jen going to touch his face in a live Young Turks broadcast? So it's not just old school. Anytime they come back to a shot of me, I'm like this.
1: Who wouldn't right. touch that face? Come on!
0: Yeah. I mean, who could resist? Yeah. Right. Especially on a beautiful Easter Monday like today. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: so, uh, are we ready for a new episode?
0: Are we? Did yes. Okay. Uh, we're back. Old school. Okay. Cenk so. Batco.
1: My wife just walked in. Uh, she's across from me right now. The the woman who told me that it was the Greek Orthodoxes. the Greek Orthodox who celebrate Easter Monday. Is
0: that not true?
1: No, but Jenk and I, we loved that you just said, made up an answer and we all believed it. It was, but it was
0: so close. It was, it was like,
1: so we, it was all logical. No, Jenk lo- believed it instantly. So uh, she's brought me up a, 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 a Rayo's uh, d- delicious and overpriced marinara sauce because she can't open it. So I'm going to be a man. Live uh, on uh, uh, this episode of Old that's
0: uh, Everybody in the country is rooting for you not to be able to open. <laughs> oh, no them. let's just Be honest. It's yeah. not just the right wing. It's the left wing. It's everyone. Oh. Even the establishment. Oh. Everyone is saying, "Please make it extraordinarily difficult so we can't open it. It'll be so much fun." All right, here we go. So I'm getting the hand. What you
1: when um, Here we go. Come on, buddy. In
0: the oh, world- Son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: There we go. Wait a minute. It was a little slippery. Yes! There it is. No, I got it. I got it. It was a little slippery. That was it. It's done. It's done.
0: Thank you. There. You know well, what that moment was, Ben? What was that? It was a couple of days after the Nevada primary. <laughs> when we had a moment where we thought we got this thing, when you couldn't open it, and then, uh, uh It turned South out. Carolina and he opened. Yeah.
1: Jim Clyburn came in and opened the marinara sauce. <laughs>
0: um all right well that was good drama and hey, look that's what people turn into old school for
1: that's right that's right uh, open the can oh my god i did so many manly things around the house today so many we moved such heavy furniture and i was on it too i was like no we're gonna have to move this mirror out of the way and she and Lee was like i gotta clear a path and i'm like no 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 we're gonna take it around this way we'll pull it up by the legs we can move it around there and she was like oh you're right we can uh, it was a rare, rare moment of masculinity. It's been a good run. It's been a good since about 10 a.m. this morning. I've been manlier than I've ever been.
0: Yeah. First of all, Russell Peters dad wr- rings through my head. Uh, <laughs> I'm picturing Russell Peters going, be a man, be a man. Uh, and And I am happy to report I, too, was a man. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan's gonna love this. Oh, okay. Uh, they found a way uh, they found one day where they were a because of coronavirus. Anyway, so here's what my wife and I I've been complaining uh that my side of the mattress uh is indented. And mm-hmm. it's it's like a little hill I can't climb. I'm like Sisyphus every night. I climb it's the hill. It's indented,
1: go, meaning it sags.
0: It sags, and I I can't imagine why.
1: Yeah, I can't. Let me, let's think. I can't, let me get a pad <laughs> of paper and we'll come up with some reasons why that might have happened.
0: Yeah, probably the Greek Orthodox did it. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if not them, the Canadians, obviously. So, anyway, and so, like Sisyphus, every night I roll up that hill and then I roll back down and it drives me crazy. So, my wife had a crazy idea. She's like, why don't we flip the mattress? Oh. And so then the Mm -hmm. Then you'll have the other side, right? Mm -hmm. It'll take you a couple of years or you or the Greek Orthodox, whoever they are, to indent that side.
1: Right. Eventually your ass will meet your ass.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then (laughs) then maybe it'll be a level playing field, finally. Right. Right. Uh, And uh, but so I was super sleepy when she suggested turning the mattress. And I was really tired. Man, I wanted to complain, even though it was going to help me. I really, really didn't want to try to flip that mattress and then put the sheets on it and stuff like that. But Ben, I didn't. I didn't complain. And I let my wife help me. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. Yeah,
1: that is, uh, I can't believe this, but I actually, uh, I actually win. (laughs) It doesn't happen very often, but, uh. At one point, though, she was. Uh, there's, I have this carpet that's divided up into little hat, you know, uh, uh, cubes, so you can wash part of it, right? Because we got dogs and and uh, but they, you know, it sticks up. Little corners stick up on a couple of the cubes, and so uh, Lee bought these uh, uh, Velcro strips that'll hold it down. But I don't understand that. You got to peel both sides and there's tape on each side and i don't know i you know you, yeah we don't you don't know how this works and so she did one and she goes do you want to do the other one this is after i'd already moved a bunch of furniture and i was standing above her and i was like no <laughs> and she goes just no and i'm like yeah i'm not going to get down on my knees it'll hurt to get back up and peeling the tape off will irritate me and i'm not understanding how this works
0: <laughs> no first of all i totally agree uh the only difference is that uh no is not really an option around the Uyghur lang ha- household.
1: So yeah, I got you. I got you. Lee yeah, was, uh, like Lee I was, was like, a very forgiving. She, she laughed and said, "I right, whatever, yeah, I got I, it."
0: I've tried that every once in a while, and Wendy's like, mm, <laughs> "No, uh, we we're vetoing your no." Uh, but I totally agree with you on the Velcro and the two sides, and nobody like one time Doctor Fauci gave up. He was like, he was trying it at home, and he's like. Bah, forget it. I'm going to go try to find a vaccine.
1: Like, I'm just going to get, I'm going to be down. I'm going to get irritated. I'm not going to be able to peel the tape back. They never leave you. They're like, peel here. I've been trying to peel there. I can read peel here. There's nothing to peel. There's no no peeling happening. No. And then you end up getting a knife and just jabbing it and trying to, you know, come on. It doesn't help anybody.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about the knife part, but I totally hear you.
1: No, when you uh, got it, you can't, like you're trying to peel a pill. I tried to give a Benadryl to my allergic dog uh, last night, and I'm like, okay, peel here. I take out the little little tiny section of Benadryl, and you you got one pill in there, and you can't push it through. You're supposed to peel. There's, you can't grab onto that. No no man can grab onto that. It can't no, be done. It, so eventually, I angrily get a knife, risky, and jab it through there to make a hole, and then I can pull it apart. But that's, we uh, everyone's been there.
0: Yeah, I, I'd gone scissors, not knife. But there was 100%. no knife. There was
1: no scissors nearby, so I grabbed the sharpest yeah. nearby thing.
0: And but I'm totally with you on the little tiny little thing you got to peel. It's impossible. Uh, so uh, we're back to alignment. It, it's all good. Uh, so uh, I but I joke around uh, around the house about how uh, now that I'm doing normal tasks that a person does in a house because we're all stuck in the house. Uh, I feel like I deserve a ton of credit, mm-hmm. and uh, Wendy keeps reminding me, "You also live here," wow. um, and so like I'll do the dishwashing, and I'll be like, "Does a hero wash the dishes in the middle of the day while on a business call?" I don't know. I I can't really say. It's not for me to say, but but I guess if a hero did do that, people would call him a hero, and and the kids love it, and Wendy hates it. <laughs> Okay, she can't stand it. She's like, we all have the dishes. It's our responsibility. Hey, there she is. Okay, uh-oh, I've been caught. <laughs> no, baby, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you.
1: <laughs> all she heard was, does a hero do the dishes?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yesterday, I made up a nickname for myself. Uh, And it's a movie that Ben Affleck would star in.
1: All the great nicknames come from people making up the nicknames for themselves. Oh yeah. And, I remember Babe Ruth was like, oh man, I really swatted that ball. I am a I'm a Sultan. I'm a Sultan of SWAT. Yeah.
0: I bet he planted it. I bet <laughs> so he planted it with the press. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe he pulled a Donald Trump. This is uh Babe Miller. And you know, if there's one thing I know about that Babe Ruth guy who I don't know, who I don't know. <laughs> But he seems to swat the ball really well. I mean, that's a sultan of a guy. Did I say sultan of a swat? I don't know. I'm just Babe Miller. I'm not Babe Ruth. <laughs> he did that and he's president. He did that and he's president. Okay, anyway. Uh, if you guys don't remember, he'd call his John Miller and brag to the New York Post. He did this a lot. He'd say
1: but- he was Trump's
0: publicist, John Miller. Yeah, and he would, one particular instance, he bragged about how good a lover Madonna says that Donald Trump is. That's right. But it was him, and you hear the tape, it's him. It's so, I'm, it. uh, I'm calling, uh, this is John Miller.
1: And I think it's the Page Six guys, they they said that they, they talked often, or reporters of that era spoke, you know, some of them three or four times to uh, to John Miller.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, it was something about Madonna. I don't think it was a love. No, no.
1: He said he'd gone out with Madonna. Like he dates a lot. Yeah. of. Like it was something that said, are you, is he, is he, you know, is about to get married or something? And he was like, oh, he's, oh, he's dating around. He's, you know, he's the hottest guy in town. Uh, he just
0: went out with Madonna. So I hear. <laughs> no, John Miller calls him and goes, there's no one better at dating than Donald Trump. They're like, sir, you, you sound curiously similar. Nope. nope. There's no, no one better at impersonating people than Donald Trump or John Miller. <laughs> anyway um so uh the nickname i gave myself uh is the dishwasher
1: oh, well no, you know, let no man say you're not clever
0: okay <laughs> and and the kids how'd you saying, come well how'd you come up with that i'm just curious <laughs> the kids would say, so dishwasher can you do this i'm like no 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 Please get it right. It's the dishwasher. Right, that dishwasher. dishwasher doesn't sound cool. But no. the dishwasher starring Ben Affleck. Obviously I wash the dishes during the day and at night I execute people.
1: Right. Um I uh, I've washed uh, many dishes uh, over this uh, time, but I don't mind washing dishes, but I, I don't just wash the dishes. I like clean the kitchen, right? I don't like the stove to have any uh, grease particles, right? Left over from my mother. But when I do it and do a good job, I just sort of passive aggressively try to get Lee into the kitchen. You know? Uh, yeah. funny. That's <laughs> way I'm subtle. Yeah. Like, oh no, uh, uh, do you want anything? You know, I I go, you, I, I hate to ask, would you mind getting me something to drink? Uh you know, and she'll walk oh, in. I'll be like, oh, oh, I'll be like you're you should like, probably in the
0: kitchen you should, now, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, you should turn the lights on. You know, I don't want you to trip and fall. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're the one you go through all of this. Okay. All of a sudden I feel better about my strategy uh, over the top. You know, but, would a hero also wash the cups? I don't know. I, I might,
1: I can't I might steal what a hero. I think uh, I think uh, Josie would like what a hero.
0: Yeah, the kids love it. Are you kidding me? I mean, brace for impact on how the wife deals with it. But so, but I did carry it to an extreme the other day, and I was telling Ben on the phone about it. And we were laughing. I'd share it with you guys. So I got. Uh, I got to a point where I was first of all, I'm making my own sandwiches during the day. And it feels good. Or like I spent fifteen years, trust me, making sandwiches in hot pockets. That I got on lockdown. Uh so I'm back to those days and I'm, you know, and I love I think I'm fancy when I put the pickles in. I'm like, nobody thought about the pickles. Put nobody the pickles in. Nobody, right? nobody. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Pickles uh, in a sandwich? It's unbelievable. <laughs>
0: Nobody thought of the pickles until I did. Um, That's why now they say, you're in a pickle, because of what I came up with. Okay, anyway, uh, so I used so much mayo that I was running out of the mayo, but like in a good way. I felt like I got that done, and when you got a new mayo...
1: Running out out of mayo in a good way. All right, go on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So I then started the sentence... With, would a hero finish the mayonnaise? Yeah, <laughs> right. And I finished it like I was joking, which I kind of was. And Wendy's like, "You're not joking. You were actually proud that you finished the mayonnaise. You were actually proud. Admitted. I was like, God damn it, I was.
1: Why are you proud that you finished the mayonnaise? I don't even get the the Ugarian logic.
0: Okay, the reason is when, yeah, you're right, you're right, without knowing our absurd internal dynamics, because Wendy hates it when there's a little bit of something left.
1: Oh, I see, And I put it
0: back in the fridge. Right. So there was a little bit of mayo left, and the new mayo had already arrived. Oh. So getting rid of that mayo was so important. So when I finished it, would a hero finish the mayo? Well,
1: yeah. That's uh. We need you in this fight that the country is facing together.
0: How did I not win my congressional race?
1: Let uh, <laughs> let no let no man say that uh, you haven't done your part, Cenk.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine the ads? <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> He's otherwise known as the dishwasher. And if there's mayo to be finished, Yuger will finish
1: it. Right. <laughs> Out of respect for his family, he'll finish the mayo.
0: <laughs> all right, which leads us back to coronavirus etiquette.
1: Well, hang on, let me get one. Uh, yeah, I want coronavirus but let me tell one uh, food-related story since we're talking yeah. about it. So um, uh, yes, we've been cooking at home almost all the time, but uh, 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 I uh, there was a necessary errand that needed to be run yesterday and very quick. Um, and it was near a deli in Santa Monica, California. So I thought, well, I will step in the deli, you have to, They I called and they're like, no, we're so behind, you got to come in. But I was already there. So I walked in and this one guy, I wait, guy's got a big order. It's a deli. And I go, I want an order of potato pancakes. I got a mask on everything An order of potato pancakes. And that's it. I'm like, this is good. I haven't had, this feels like a treat given all the cooking we've done. I have a, so I get the, and they say, it's going to come pretty quick for that, about, about 10 minutes. And then I see that they have Dr. Brown's diet cream soda. I love a diet cream soda. It's my favorite diet. Well, Diet Coke. But, I mean, it feels like a treat. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know what? I'm going to get four, right? This is going to be nice. Because I don't drink a lot of diet soda, but I like a diet cream soda every now and then. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going to get four, I'll get six, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, then, so far. and then I, as I get the last two, I'm like, oh, they have Dr. Brown's Diet Black Cherry. My memory of that is that it's also very good, but it's been many years. and I, I But I used to love Diet Brown's non-Diet Black Cherry. So I get two of those. And then I go, well, I'll get four of those. So all of a sudden I've got 10 sodas that I bring to the counter. And then she says, you might as well get 12. It's cheaper. So I go back and I have 12. I get seven diet cream sodas and five black cherries because only an idiot would get six and six. Um, <laughs> and I pay for it. I get one other little like a gum thing. I get two little gum things they're selling there. And and then you have to leave a big tip because these guys are working, right? And uh yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so my uh, just ducking in for an order of three potato pancakes with tip, $56. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. I,
1: I, I mean, it's been now like 27 hours since this happened, and I'm still incredibly bothered by it.
0: Yeah. Have you had a single uh, soda yet?
1: No, of course not. I'm protecting them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're hoarding. You're hoarding. I'm hoarding. They're for treats. Oh. They're treats. Connecting both topics. Um, I have, uh, the other night I got toilet paper that I found in an, in my old congressional office. I scavenge hunt with the kids and we found like nine rolls of toilet paper. We're like, yes. Mm-hmm. We went for the chairs but stayed for the toilet paper. Um, so we brought that back and then I left it in the car cuz I wanna give it to my parents. And then I, this morning as I was closing the car again, I was like, should I leave the toilet paper in there or are people going to break in because of
1: that? Mm. Like
0: right. that's like where we had are. That for-
1: moment, that's where we are. But yeah. what did you do? Did you bring it in? You left it in the car. No, of
0: course I left.
1: It. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost a better story if they break into your car to steal toilet paper. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean that, that story, first of all, but I, I'm done with the toilet paper stories. I mean, it is, it's a, obviously it's a sign of our madness, but also our sign of, of, you know, a desire to make sure we're clean. Right? You know, I mean, so it's not all bad. but the 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 New York Times Daily Podcast, which is generally quite good, the daily, began today. And I stopped listening to it because it was this national reporter who lives in Pittsburgh, and he, and he was like, or one of their reporters, was out interviewing people in line in somewhere uh, to get toilet paper at, at five 30 in the morning. And they're telling the stories and everybody laughs the same way. Like it's a joke because they need toilet paper. She's like, I'm 63 years old. I didn't think I'd be rationing two squares of toilet paper a day. <laughs> you really need it. Don't you? Yeah, I'll say <laughs> like, I got it. I got it. We all get it. It's the, I hate it. I can't stand it anymore. I want there to stop being toilet paper hoarding because I do not want to hear one more story about a person Who's really eager to get themselves some toilet paper?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make for good visuals. No, it's, um, it's all bad. Right. So uh, now, when I, okay, so back to the jogging stories on coronaviruses we were doing last week. Um, now there's one guy that is always at the same place. And I think he makes a habit of like going outside of his apartment with, with you know, and flaunting that, oh, yeah, I'm in the middle of the sidewalk. Uh, look. I'm, I'm following some etiquette but not all etiquette and let's be honest I'm a little tougher than you guys. I don't have the mask I don't have the gloves and I'm out here every day I, and I'm in, and I'm not on the side I'm in the middle of the sidewalk and I'm making a big display out of talking to somebody on the phone or the other day his friends were there he's like oh yo Tony whatever right because he's Paulie walnuts in my story but like he uh, and I, there's always that guy. That's my observation. I don't know if you run into any of the wallets uh, of co- coronavirus yourself.
1: Not in my neighborhood. No. Um, no. Yes, I have the. Uh, so today I'm out in the morning. I'm I'm walking the dogs, and you know I th- every. I mean, all I've done is talk. We talked about etiquette last week, and so I'm every. You know, there's no sports for me to watch. So every interaction with another person is like a game to me, like. Yeah. who's going to blink do they understand that i'm going to move or are they going to move and most people get the rules but it's a shocking number who don't i mean it's like you know it's like the number who still thought that saddam hussein had something to do with september 11 right like some people you just you can't reach right yeah um but today i'm walking the dogs like and there's a people, guy like, good like
0: people who think easter stops on sunday Right. Does yeah.
1: It, what is there a Monday that follows the Sunday? Yes. There. Ergo, there's Easter Monday. Um, so I uh, I'm walking toward this guy. I got two dogs. Right. And I'm uh, uh, I'm my age. And he looks about my age. He's taller. And he is walking without a mask. And and I don't. I have the. I'm not wearing it now. I took it off. So I have a bandana that when I'm walking and there's no one near me, I I have it just around my neck. And then if I get even within 20 feet of someone, I put it on. Right. Mm-hmm. I pull it up. Uh, he's got nothing. He has no mask, no bandana, and he's walking down the sidewalk, and he sees me with the two dogs, and he just keeps coming. He moves uh, six inches to the left. There's a fence to the left, and the right is to the street for him. Fence is to the right for me, street to the left. And and I'm like, he's not going to – he's not moving into the street. Again, th- there's th- these are the least busy streets in America, right? And, uh, and I'm like, he, and he's got no mask. He just, uh, he doesn't care. He thinks he's got, ah, I'm cool. I got it whipped. You guys are all overreacting. So I got to haul these dogs across some, uh, he's not even jogging for crying out. He's just walking. He's six, three. He looks good. And, uh, and I got to take a left and go into the street and I got it. I was so, I was enraged. I'm like, you got no EQ. Do you not get the rules at all? You're just a guy walking, walk into the street for four seconds and then come back onto the path. The sidewalk.
0: Yeah. You you know what you should have done? Like I said last week, you should have yelled back at him. And you, after you passed him, you should have been like, "And you're good looking," and you still didn't move.
1: <laughs> Life's been too easy for you. It's just yeah. things have come to you, and you don't think that's privilege. That was white privilege. That guy not thinking he had to move.
0: But seriously, another what did, guy. <laughs> seriously, what did him being good looking have to do with the story? I
1: just meant he was fit. Like he had it going on. You know, like his life is probably good. You know, and he just thought, "No, nah, I'm not moving for this, this schmuck." Oh, uh, so uh, it actually is
0: good-looking privilege.
1: It is. It's good-looking it's privilege. Yeah, 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 that's what I said. He just nobody ever asks this guy to do anything. He's yeah, got people true. to do stuff for him. He doesn't. Well, he. It wouldn't occur to him that he would be the one to move in my yeah. vision of his life.
0: I go from not understanding to understanding 100% what you're yeah. saying and right. agreeing 100%. Uh, and whereas people look at me and go, "Yeah, have him do it."
1: Right. That guy'll do it. Yeah. That guy, he'll finish the mayonnaise. He'll do the dishes.
0: Yeah. He'll move the mattress and for once in his life, not complain. That's so, that guy.
1: And, of course, tomorrow that means I will go out walking the dogs at the same time and I'll be looking for him.
0: <laughs> you know what? Run right in. Put the bandana on. Run right into him. See. I'm
1: not going to flinch this time. I'm going to put the bandana on out of protection for him. Right? That's what the bandanas and masks are for. And... Uh, and I'm not moving. I'm not. There moving. you go. I'll draw. I'll drift six inches to the left. But we might come within four feet of each other for half a second.
0: Look, we we established earlier in the show, you're a man. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Uh, out of time for this episode. If you're watching on all of our uh, different twenty-four um, hour channels, uh, we do have a little bit more for the members. Tyt.com/slash/join. To become a member and get the rest of old school, you'll love it. We also have the podcast and you can get it there as well. Okay, last 16 minutes for just the members. So, when I uh, go out jogging, I get recognized from time to time. And so, uh, but what's happening now, I meant to talk about this in a post game, I'll talk about it here. What's happening now is kind of funny. So, people will normally be like, oh, hey, Cenk, or hey, Young Turks, or whatever. And then they'll come up to me and Shake hands and stuff. So now, in the coronavirus days, it's kind of like a seesaw effect. They're like, "Hey, jink," and then they'll back away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get, a, I get a decent amount of this on my jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I think they do that for anyone, uh, but it did,
1: anyone. You mean anyone they know?
0: No, I think they do that for. They would back away in the same kind of uh, fervor for anyone, uh, having realized they're coming too close. But it does feel a little
1: bit oh, yeah. like. Oh, that there it's directly to you. It's like, oh, this guy. Like,
0: yeah. no, no, no. Hey, Cenk, oh, excited to see you. Oh, but Cenk, coronavirus. Cenk.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, like if anybody is likely to have it. Right. Right. You're, look, you're looking at him. Yeah, that could be. Uh, did you see this little bit of news today? I don't know if it, it broke just now or recently that uh, the Republicans in Wisconsin.
0: No. What happened?
1: Uh, it didn't pay off. I mean, they behaved in reprehensible fashion from the uh, legislature, Robin Voss, right up to the uh, state Supreme Court enforcing forcing the election to go ahead as scheduled, all so that uh, uh, turnout would be suppressed, all so that they would maintain their five to two advantage on the state Supreme Court and prevent uh, Democrats from redistricting. But uh, uh, a progressive Jill Karofsky defeated conservative Justice Daniel Kelly just the second person to knock off a sitting justice in Wisconsin in 53 years. So it's actually, that was, the, that was their motivation. Republicans, the conservatives still have a 4-3 advantage on the court, but there'll be a chance for another election. Uh, I don't know when, soon I hope. Uh, because in, the, in 2018, uh, uh, in, the, in votes for the Wisconsin legislature, Democrats got 190,000 more votes in the legislature. And the Republicans have a sixty-two to thirty-four advantage. Or sixty one uh, uh, to thirty-four.
0: That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, look, man, this our in a lot of ways our democracy is a farce. That's uh, right.
1: We are yeah, limiting more and more.
0: Yeah. Look, the the answer unfortunately is one that people are, you know, have a hard time accepting, which is more voting, not less voting. Like you gotta surge the vote. In in order to be able to win these critical elections like the one in Wisconsin, so we can actually have enough power to change the rules back to an actual democracy, rather than oh you guys had more votes but we have twice as many legislators. That is insanity. Yeah. And so look, that I'm actually ecstatic about that result in Wisconsin.
1: No, it's great uh, news. Really great news.
0: Yeah. Not not just because the Democrats won, uh, but. Um, Republicans were willing to kill people uh, to try to keep that seat. In this case, al- almost, maybe you could even take out almost, quite literally. Uh, and it didn't work. Uh, and so I love when uh, brutality uh, backfires. It is counterproductive.
1: No, it's great. It's really, uh, and, and it's surprising Um move i mean it's a surprising development so uh, and i mentioned this you know paul weirich you obviously know who he is sort of uh, the father one of the fathers of the model oh, here comes the light again here comes the here comes that that late yeah. old school light um
0: uh, uh, everybody's talking about it They're, they had they had minute 52 for when <laughs> the light was going to come in and hit your face so we actually went under i think we i don't think we've hit 52 yet so all right. All the unders win. Nice job.
1: No question, I would have had the over. Um, so Wyrick, a uh, father of the modern conservative movement. I mean, he is the uh, uh godfather to uh to Rush Limbaugh, to Sean Hannity, uh to all these guys. Um uh and he said, uh, I don't want everybody to vote. or elections are not won by a majority of the people, they never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in elections. Uh, quite candidly, goes up as the voting populace goes down. Like yeah. there it is. It's very simple. They they that's why voter suppression works, and that's why they claim voter fraud to facilitate voter suppression. I mean, it's the thing that I get. You know, uh, it's the it is the thing that consistently gets me angriest. There, are, uh, I I find it hard to believe that 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 we don't fight harder to make sure everybody can vote uh, in this country and vote easily, but we don't. And that's why, because they don't want everybody to vote. My dad always told me that, that if everybody voted, the left would win every election. You know, maybe not left enough for some people, but the significantly left of center would win every election. And, and it, you know, I thought, all right, sure, whatever you say, dad, but he was totally right.
0: You know, Trump literally said the same thing a couple of days ago. He said, oh, they want to do this uh, mail-in ballot and they want more people to vote. If more people vote, you'd never have another Republican win office. He literally said that.
1: Yeah, well, that's, uh, right, That that's, but we want everybody to vote, man. Like, why no, would but we they want don't. It? That's and, right. And, and, and like the people who, you know, uh, the, the the tweet that I've had up there since a couple days after the 2016 election that I don't know why people get so mad at the Electoral College, they get, in this century, they get 60% of the, uh, elections, right? Like that's good. 60%. Come on. Right. Um, and, and then inevitably people will say, all oh, right, but if, you know, whatever the nonsense about protecting the small states, all stuff that's not true and, and it's not its history, but whatever, I don't care what its history is, right. It's wrong. It's wrong on its face. It's obviously wrong. Um, and then they'll say, you know, if we're the other way around, uh, I'm sure you'd be arguing to keep it. And I, I'm a billion percent positive. I would not be arguing to keep it if it were the other way around. Well, I mean, you know,
0: as you were and, saying that, Ben, I thought, you know what? If it was the other way around, um, the Republicans would insist on yeah. not only uh, getting rid of the Electoral College. They would absolutely, positively insist on the getting rid of the person who won. They would say, yeah. no, no way. Uh, so We're you guys say, him, all yeah. you liberals, you said he didn't want the Electoral College. You didn't. You said it, you said you didn't want the Electoral College. There's no way that that's a legitimate president, no way, right? And and Democrats suck, they just do. They're just terrible, terrible, terrible at politics. So if, uh, if it was a Democrat that had lost the popular vote and won the Electoral College, whether it was Bush or Trump, uh, the Republicans would have called them illegitimate from day one. And they would have absolutely destroyed. Uh, his entire agenda uh, saying, oh, the illegitimate president said this, the illegitimate president said that. And it would have totally worked.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that's right. Uh, and the and also I think if it had happened in 2000, uh, we wouldn't have the electoral college anymore. They
0: would have found a way to do away with it, right? Um,
1: Again, and they would have been why and,
0: and the, why because right. and why in Wisconsin do more Democrats, uh, more people vote for Democrats, but uh, Republicans get the legislature two to one? Why? Because the Democrats. I I don't mean this like progressive versus establishment. I'm just making a general obvious comment. The Democratic Party sucks at politics. Why isn't it the reverse? Is there any state where the Republicans get more votes but the Democrats have a two to one advantage advantage in the legislature? None, zero, not even close, not within miles of it. Yeah, and the- everyone knows, you instinctually know, if the Republicans had lost the Electoral College, even though they won the popular vote, we wouldn't have the Electoral College anymore. Everyone knows that, right? It's happened twice to the Democrats, nothing.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and, and the same thing on, uh, voting, uh, if, if, if that suited Republicans, uh, people should vote. More people who vote is better. That's it. Period. I can, I can be, and by the way, it, it, as sure as I am that I would believe that. And of course uh, I am, I am quite sure. The only thing I'm positive of is that the only person who I'm more sure of would maintain their position, uh, if it were reversed is you.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, Yes, there's no way I would change based on, uh, oh, my side didn't win, so okay, let's change the rules, um, or let's become more undemocratic, more unconstitutional. And look, we know why the electoral college exists in the first place; same reason for the second amendment uh, to protect the slave states. So, uh, anyway, uh, the, look, the Republicans. Oh, God, you got me out of political conversation. The Republicans. All of a sudden, their new thing is um, uh, mail-in ballots are terrible because that leads to more fraud. Oh, Okay, Uh, that's interesting. So when was there a spate of electoral fraud committed through mail-in ballots? None, zero, not not even one case, none. But now they just say it over and over again. And now we're having a debate about whether mail-in ballots uh, lead to more fraud.
1: Well, I mean, the one with voter fraud, I mean, we've had how many investigate Chris Kobach, who's a lunatic, led an investigation into voter fraud and didn't find any. So but yet still there's this debate of, well, is it, uh, 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 you know, uh, voter suppression isn't the issue. It's voter fraud. They've just they create it's this. You know, we go back to uh, to the uh, uh, tobacco companies on uh, on does uh, tobacco cause cancer and you hire enough. You, they just want to debate. They don't need to prove that it doesn't. They just want you to say, I don't know. So now they're like, I don't know, is it voter fraud or voter suppression? What's the bigger problem? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Nah, you know, so there's the a great mystery here, Ben, is what's going to happen 10 years from now? So here's what I mean by that. Um, 70% of under 45-year-olds in the Democratic primaries voted for Bernie Sanders. So it's not under 25-year-olds or 35, under 45-year-olds, okay? So soon no, not soon, 10 years from now, for example, well, that'll be under 55-year-olds, right? And if logic holds, it should be good night, Irene. It's over. Progressives take over the Democratic Party. If logic holds, progressives are, I believe, stronger in fighting against Republicans, stronger in demanding justice, stronger in fighting back overall, maybe we fix the country. But I don't know if logic's going to hold. Sometimes logic holds and sometimes uh, you wake up one day and there's Easter Monday and everybody pretends it was always Easter Monday. Like, yes. you know, so I don't know. What do you, I mean, what's your sense? You think well, I happen? mean,
1: I, I mean, first of all, it doesn't work like that. People tend to get more conservative as they get older. So I won't let be sure that's, that's I'm, not that true. Well, I mean, it, it, I, they think, dip, well, first of all, it really depends, as we just learned, it depends on who the message is carried by. Is critically important, and so uh, uh, there is some evidence that that there are some really talented politicians who are progressive moving up through the ranks, um, which is good that which can only increase it. But even so, if it's seventy percent, and okay, so lose twelve percent of them, that's fifty-eight percent you're still in position to win. So that's why it's important, of course, to keep fighting for these things now. Uh, I think that is probably coming. We saw, look, you know, uh, uh, the results notwithstanding, I mean, the nature of the con forget the, the number of people the manner in which we talk about Medicare for all, all these things, the nature of the conversation in this cycle, minus the talk about Trump, which dominated it. Um, The uh, those debates were even four years earlier would have been they wouldn't have happened. I mean, you know, the crazy thing is, as Lawrence O'Donnell said, and I don't don't quote Lawrence O'Donnell a lot, but, you know, when and, and, you know, he'd say, look, man, they're asking Bernie these questions about whether he can pay for his bill like that bill can't pass. Pete Buttigieg's bill can't pass. Joe Biden's bill can't pass. Like so the the fact that that all these Democrats were proposing significant overhauls to health security uh is just a sign of of the leftward movement of the Democratic Party. Uh the key is not to think that just because someone seen as a centrist just won, uh, I think what you're saying is largely true that that movement is sort of unstoppable unless the movement screws it up. That the conversations in 2020 would never have happened in 2012. Ever ever ever.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's definitely true, uh, but you know, is it ever actually going to come to fruition? And and there's going to be a lot of things in its path before it gets there. But I'm not even just talking about the Democratic Party or politics. Uh, but are we going to get a cultural shift? Um, and that even affects the media, where you know, if you've got progressives in charge and they actually have power, then the media will listen to them more. And maybe we get to a point where we go. Uh, The Republicans, where the media says things like, the Republicans say that they're worried about voter fraud with mail-in ballots. But there are absolutely zero cases of voter fraud with mail-in ballots. ballots. So the Republicans, I I, I guess I don't know that there's ever gonna be a moment where they say the Republicans are lying, right? But the Republicans are incorrect. That is not a thing. Whereas voter suppression happens to millions of people across the country, and just forcefully and accurately report the news. I mean, the, the, we're whispering of a dream that reporters 10 years from now maybe do their job.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we're going to disagree on that because I think a lot of them have done their job. And I think in the in the marketplace where there's been so much corporate takeover of this that doing their job has been incredibly hard. So there's been a, a movement away from independent journalism. That's true. And that's where we would agree on. And we are suffering from that as a society, there's no question that that's true. Um, I think, you know, I I mean, uh, it's hard for me to imagine that if Donald Trump is defeated in 2020, that the legacy of Donald Trump will not be profound, Um, not just in the uh, policies that need to be reversed instantly, the environmental disastrous policy, the judges, all these things, but um, that the manner of dealing with double talk and deceit I hope that will change. And I think it really might've, I mean, I listen to a lot more mainstream media than you do in the criticism of Trump. They haven't figured it out yet because they've never experienced anything like this. And they're trained to be objective, which means a look for both sides, even if one side is just flat out wrong and there's evidence that they're wrong. Um, but they, there is a different tone uh, in the coverage of him among a lot of people. Um, and the coronavirus response has accelerated that acknowledgement of what is wrong with him. And so I, I tend to believe that, uh, that he has done grave, grave, grave damage. Uh, I don't know that it's going to get reflected in some runaway fifty-eight, forty-two Joe Biden win. Um, but uh, it's going to be more difficult uh, to lie, I think. But the flip side is there will be more skilled liars.
0: Great, we have that to look forward to. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I mean, the challenge, right. is, challenge is never going to go away. Challenge is never going to go away,
0: obviously. Yeah. All right, on that uplifting note, <laughs> uh, may you guys uh, lead such a good life that you too finish the mail. Um, <laughs> and we leave you on this beautiful Easter Monday. And uh, I'll be doing as obviously the Canadians and Australians do. After this, I will go outside. All right. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time.